the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. Friday, it's Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, streaming everywhere from WMNHradio.org and on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online, Tomorrow Radio, and AOW Radio. Today is a Friday, October 29, 2021. And uh, hello, everyone. So nice to have you with me. I do want to remind you that we are proudly sponsored by The Hopknot. And I want to tell you about what they've got uh, coming up uh, this Saturday. This is from the uh, this is from social media. Their very their social media game is strong. Uh, this Saturday, we are thrilled to be hosting our first ever karaoke night at the Knot. And since it's on Hallow's Eve, might as well make it a cost a uh, costume contest. Come dressed up in your spooky best and ready to sing your little hearts out because we've got prizes for best costume and best karaoke. We'll get things started at 8 p.m. with open mic and sign-ups for the contest and get the contest started around 9 p.m. Kitchen will be open until 10 p.m. and we'll have some Halloween-themed concoctions for you to enjoy from the bar. See you this weekend. So that is this weekend at the Hop Knot. But you don't have to wait till tomorrow night to go to that. You can go there tonight. You could go there right now. Get a delicious gourmet pretzel, some craft beer. They have wine. They have live entertainment Friday nights, Thursday nights, which was yesterday, of course. Uh, the great Bill Cini hosts karaoke there. Uh, great food, great service, and a wonderful family. And they've got a lot of uh, really cool things coming up. They do a lot in the community. And I can see them from here because they are right across the street. We've got a busy show for you today. You wouldn't know it to look at it for those watching online because I am alone in the studio. Or am I? We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? 
Okay. I can't tell from listening whether this is a show I can call into or not, but I do have news if you want it. Yes. Dave Ridley of the Ridley Report is on the phone. Yes, Dave. How are you? Okay, good. Yes. I... Uh, yeah. Usually when you start shifting into entertainment, I'm afraid to call because you don't seem... You don't like you don't like calls as much about politics while you're talking entertainment, but since you don't have a guest, I assumed. Yeah, your your timing is good. Your timing is very good. So I have an update on New Hampshire independence. Okay. The attempt to make New Hampshire a an independent country by putting the issue on the ballot as a constitutional amendment in November. Uh, so that would be uh, ref- next- so that would be referendum then. Yeah, next November, not not. Not okay. next month. Okay. Um, and that's if it gets through committee. But it is going to committee. It's already been written up and submitted. Nine state reps sponsoring it. And um, the thing that happened yesterday, or at least that I learned about yesterday, is as you may already know, there's a union leader poll, which is unscientific, which showed 71% support for putting this on the ballot. Yeah, which I'm, people to vote on. Which I'm still but, shocked by. But, uh, but as you say, it, it is unscientific. I was too. However, in they did the same poll roughly in 2016, and they got 40 percent. So at least it's happened twice. And mm-hmm. again, that number was different, but the situation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so um, what's happened now is that St. Anselm's College, their Institute of Politics, I think it's called, yes. has done a scientific a scientific poll, uh, and it's not. Uh, precisely on independence, it's on whether it's, well, I guess the question, I don't have the exact wording and I probably should, but it was basically, is the United States on the right track? And uh, the result was 68% said that the United States is on the wrong track. Well, that's, um, yeah, there's nothing unique about that poll, that right track, wrong track poll. I mean, I've been seeing polls about that done nationally by organizations like Rasmussen and uh, if I'm saying that correctly and Zogby and, and, and so, and so on. And uh, yeah, those polls are usually, I I think they're usually, uh, they tilt that way. More Americans uh, are pessimistic uh, about the direction of the country than are not. Yeah. And I don't know how that compares to previous numbers. Maybe that's a normal number for all I know, but at least it's scientific and it does in a way match, you know, or back up or match the, um, the independence poll that the union leader did, uh, and I think I think it's two different. I think it's two very different things, Dave. I mean, I understand the the line that you're trying to draw there through them, but I I think they're two very different things. Like I said, the right track, wrong track polls are are just a perfunctory thing that uh, that these organizations do these uh, these polling uh, companies and so forth. I don't I I wouldn't um, I wouldn't put too much stock in that as having. I mean, if you're trying to say that you, that, that encourages you that uh, people are genuinely excited about independence of New Hampshire, I, I, um, mm, I'd be I'd be pretty uh, wary of that myself. Compliment is probably a better word than match. The two yeah. polls complement each other rather than match each other. But I wouldn't even uh, I wouldn't even go that far. But but I understand your point. The other thing that is happening affects your viewers a little bit more, or your listeners, I should say. Um, <clears throat> it's an invitation. Uh, we have started uh, running town halls every week on New Hampshire Independence. They're just electronic, so anyone can join, basically. Uh, and if you go to forum.shiresociety.com and just kind of scroll down a little bit, you'll eventually find a link to it. Uh, forum.chiresociety.com. Uh, 
and if you just look for the the web form, you know, the thread there that, that talks about the electronic town hall meeting or whatever, uh, then you can join. Everyone can join. Everyone's invited, essentially. Okay. Okay. Very good. When people join that, do they, are they just uh, observing or are they able to chime in? Because I would imagine if you have a lot of people in there at once, it, it could get uh, confusing. Well, we've gone out of our way to try and bring in people who are against it. Uh, and we oh. had a special guest uh, a couple weeks ago who, who's an old friend of mine who's uh, left-leaning, and he came and gave an eloquent presentation against independence. And oh. we've had trouble finding others, you know. I don't know that many people sort of, you know, sort of in the authoritarian <laughs> community. Well, so, well, I uh, give it's you... been hard for me to... Dave, I, I want to give you credit, though. I think that's really cool that you've gone out of your way to bring people in to express their view on it and and not, you know, because, you know, just in a broad sense, as you know, um, the people uh, like to talk more than listen and people tend to, you know, people like confirmation bias and they only want to hear what it comports with what they already think and whatnot. So for you to actually want to bring in people to express a contrarian view, so then I assume you can you kind of hash it out and and uh, and have a real dialogue about it. I think that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, people were real good with Chaz. Chaz Pearl is his name. This is all public. You know, we we sure. record and broadcast these meetings. Yeah. Um, and uh, he um, we gave him the floor for you know like twenty minutes, the first twenty minutes of the meeting or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> uh, but but again, uh, yeah. If you go to if you go to RidleyReport.com, you can find. Uh, basically all of these meetings uh, and the audio quality is good. So it's basically a, it's a nice little podcast. Basically mm-hmm. they usually last about 40, 45 minutes. And uh, I find they're very fun to listen to even after I've attended one. So people who are, you know, find the subject interesting will be able to at least enjoy listening to this while they're driving or eating. Yeah, that does sound interesting. Actually. Um, as you know, I'm skeptical of the, uh, of the whole uh, uh, concept of New Hampshire seceding from the Union. But uh, but the way you've described it, uh, that does sound interesting. I'll probably check that out, uh, particularly the one with your friend there, because I'd like to hear. After he uh, made his case, was there a, a back-and-forth uh, dialogue, or or did he just give his presentation and then move on, or how, how did that work? Yeah, we had a good back-and-forth after that. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I didn't agree with all the points that my allies were making. I thought Chaz was probably closer to the truth on some of this stuff, you know, because you, you really need, you really need when you're doing something this serious, you want to hash out all the possible problems. You mm-hmm. want to hear things that maybe you didn't think of. His, his issues were relatively mainstream and typical sure. issues. Um, uh, but the reaction, I thought, was probably not quite appropriate. His concern was that he'd lose his Social Security, which is a common concern. Yes. And their reaction was that, well, they pay Social Security to people who live in Belize, right? And they pay it to people who move to France. But I do not think the United States government would continue paying Social Security to New Hampshire residents after they had declared independence. And, and, and if they stopped paying it, I'm not sure that would even be a legitimate grievance. Right, because regardless of what the status is of New Hampshire, whether it's part of the union or not, it's still something that you've paid into. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to have to, to sort out. Uh, now that you mention it, but no, but no, seriously, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I, I wish more people could do that. Um, you know, invite people in to a dialogue on which they disagree and, and have a, a mature, uh, debate about it and, and go over some of these points and, uh, 
we need we need much 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 more about it uh, more of that rather in the uh, political dialogue in this country and um, but there's so few people you know most people they want to go on talk radio or on cable news and just bah, 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 just yell at each other uh, it's it's unfortunate but uh, but I, I commend you for that Dave I really do I think that's awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's, and your answer to your other question, it's pretty much a free-for-all. You know, it's just whoever shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and if people – we might try to give some priority to people who are in New Hampshire, but basically uh, we also would try to give priority to people who are against it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. All right, very good. Uh, anything else uh, on your mind, Dave? Uh, just a reminder for those who have who have already forgotten the URL, <laughs> you, you would go to forum.shiresociety.com, scroll down through the older for you know the older forum post until you see town hall meeting, uh, <clears throat> and uh, it's on Jitsi, so you do not have to log in. It's super easy. I usually hate things like Skype and whatnot, but I love Jitsi. I didn't even know about it. Gypsy, it's called. Yeah, but again, to find it, you got to go to forum.shiresociety.com. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Very good. And uh, do you want to give the Ridley Report a plug? I just did, but RidleyReport.com. <laughs> all, right, all right. Very good. All right. Awesome. All right, Dave Ridley, thank you so much for the call. I hope to see you in one of the meetings tearing us down. Hey, you just might. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> or, or Jen. All right. Very or good. Very, well, very good. All right, Dave. All right. Thanks or for John. The- Yes, yes. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> All right, that is Dave Ridley of the Ridley Report. And, um, yeah, I think it's cool that, you know, they're going about that the way that they're going about it. I mean, again, I think it's um, – I don't know if I want to say a fool's errand. I don't want to be quite that dismissive because I think intellectually it's interesting what they're trying to do. But uh, practically and pragmatically, it's a non-starter in my view. But I like uh, I like the way they're approaching it with um, – I might listen to one of those. Like Dave says, it's like a, a fun podcast to listen to. So that's cool. Uh, that does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you're welcome to interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But best thing to do, of course, give us a call at 603-250-6007. Today on the show, actually, we're going to do it in just a few minutes, will be, as promised, the world radio premiere. Our friend Isaac Sierra, also known as True Rhymes, also known as Truth. Uh, He's got a brand new track, Unexpected. It is produced by uh, Dream Life, and it's really good. And I didn't have to make a radio edit of this one, which is nice. <laughs> but he said it to Je- he sent it to Jenny, and uh, yeah, Jenny played it and loved it, and said, "Check this out." And I, I played it and loved it. So, um, very positive things that Isaac is doing in music and uh, and and in some other aspects too of you know uh, sort of a mental health advocacy and whatnot. A very positive guy and very talented. So we're gonna play that in just a few minutes, and then at the top of the hour. The debut, the premiere edition here on Matt Connerton Unleashed of Eric Pilcher's new segment, uh, Eric's Classic Film Review. Every week, Eric is going to review a classic film for us on the show every Friday. So uh, at the 5 o'clock hour, we'll go to that. Really looking forward to that. I hope John Hopwood is listening because he'll really enjoy that as well. 
Um, speaking of uh, John Hopwood, by the way, I, I guess he was there uh, taking some pictures on the morning show this morning. So, <laughs> apparently I was on the morning show this morning, but uh, but it wasn't my true form uh, as is here now. Uh, it was a ghost. No, it wasn't a ghost. It was, uh, it was Gonzo. Uh, Gonzo decided to be me for Halloween. And I must tell you, it's quite an honor. I, I truly am honored by it in all uh, sincerity. I mean, I, I feel famous. Uh, someone was actually me for Halloween? Uh, th- th- this is incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm quite flattered by it. Um, I didn't get to hear it live. Uh, if you know anything about me and you know my schedule, I'm usually up pretty late working. Um, in fact, last night I was up late editing uh, a show that I do up for another station. And um, so I'm not usually awake for the morning show. I usually uh, catch the replay. But um, <laughs> but then people were messaging me. I woke up to people messaging me saying, hey, Gonzo is uh, is you on the morning show. And I had no idea. I had no idea he was going to do that. Well, I got a message. I think it was Michael Albert messaged me and said, uh, Gonzo is impersonating you on the morning show. And I I replied something like, yeah, I like his impression of me. I think it's funny because Gonzo does a lot of impressions. And and I always say uh, what Gonzo lacks in accuracy, he makes up for with enthusiasm. Um, but uh, I I love Gonzo's impressions. Uh, he, he does quite a few of them. And it's, it's very rare that I've ever seen or heard anyone do an impression of me. So that was, that was fun. So, but I didn't hear it live and I didn't, you know, and then I saw the pictures on online. I was like, Oh, he actually dressed up as me. That's cool. And then, so I was out and about earlier and I came home and, and Jenny uh, had watched on Facebook, the video of the morning show. And uh, she was like, you have to see this. And, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, in case you missed it, and um, my suggestion to all of you would be to go back and, uh, and check it out. But uh, it starts at about nine minutes in. But uh, just, to give, um, just to give you a little taste, I'm actually going to play right now just a little bit of it just to kind of give you an idea. But uh, it, was, it was funny as hell. So uh, here. Hey, good morning. It's Mary. Hey, Mary. Hey, Kyle, oh, a little yeah, further in. Mary, Mary. Let's see here. Oh, I think it was after Mary's call. This time. No, it'll be that. That's the only way it was there. I'm going to show up. I'm... Hey. Here we go. I, I am required to say that my appearance is sponsored by the Hot Knot. <laughs> All right. We love you at the Hot Knot. That is awesome. It's nice to have you. Hard to get up in the in morning. In fact, back? I got a Hot Knot tattoo on my chest. <laughs> right there. But don't go Monday and Tuesday because that's their weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt, right, Matt. Is, yes. it, is it tough to get up in the morning? Yes, yes, yes. It is. It's nice. I'm glad you you have joined us. You've let me join you many, many times on your program. Oh, it's right. a lovely show. I, I, I yeah, you've been on the show. I thoroughly enjoy the it's the afternoon drive here yeah. at WMNH. Uh, right. Yes, we get a lot more shares than this show does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Many, 26 many, last night. Uh, right, 26, yeah. Uh, I like to think uh, No Regrets podcast from Arrogant Media. Yes. And Dirk Don for his music report on Pantera. All right, is that today? That was yesterday, Peter. All right, how was the uh, how was the review? It was good. It ran into Tweakonomics, though. Oh, really? It re- over. <laughs> so, 
Christian couldn't do his full report. Really? And if you ask me, he's not that great at it. But, hey, he signed a four-year deal. <laughs> right. All right, so that gives you an idea. It, it goes on for, for uh, quite some time, but uh, very, very funny. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Yo, it's Tony. Tony D, how are you? Dude, so I'm pulling to work this morning. Yeah. And standing outside is about 30 employees protesting. Oh, no kidding. The the and, uh, company vaccine mandate? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And and uh, they didn't come to work today. And the news was there. And you want to? You're never going to believe this. What? Our union, our union rep, is anti against it. What do you mean? He was saying, like our union rep, who represents us to them, was standing out there with them. Oh, okay, so the the union rep is opposed to the mandate. Yeah. yeah. So th- there was thirty trucks that were down today. Out of and uh, that thirty out of how many? Uh, I think we run. I think we got like seventy-two out of our branch right now. Is, is, is where we're at between tractor oh. trailers and little and little trucks. So out of that thirty, there were thirty trucks off, off the road at work because of that. Yep. Wow. I didn't get affected by it today, but they just called. Uh, they, they called me right before I tuned in. I'm sorry if I changed your subject because I was just calling in. No, no, it's fine. They called, for me, they called me for mandatory overtime tomorrow. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It has begun. <laughs> well. It has begun. At least you're going to be making that money. Wow. So, they're, yeah, uh, so these guys are standing their ground, huh? Now, so what happens to the ones who, uh, do they go on unpaid leave or what happens? I, I guess they're going to lose their job. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the only thing I could think of. I mm-hmm. mean, they're going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put up with it. Yeah. But I just don't know how they're going to fill that spot. How they're going to fill that spot in the time being when it's coming up to our busy time. Mm-hmm. And it's like the like worst time ever to do this. And it just, when they called, you just know, like, I'm, all, I'm only working probably like five hours tomorrow. But, um, they called me and they're like, yeah, we got mandatory overtime. We need you to come in because stuff that didn't get shipped today needs to get shipped tomorrow. Yeah. And they're, they're a day behind. And then a day becomes two and then two becomes three. And you see the pattern it starts. And and for escalating. those, for, for listeners who don't know, so you're delivering medical supplies, correct? Correct. So this isn't something that, um, this isn't something that can just be allowed to pile up. It's got to get done. It's got to go. Yeah. It's got to go. Wow. It's got to go the day that it's got to go. Yeah. And, like, being a day behind is, like, not good. No. (laughs) Not good. No, no. Not not good. So, yeah, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So they're they're standing their ground, and they're probably going to lose their job, and uh, so it begins. And so it begins. And you got, uh, (laughs) just by the way, you got wicked storms moving your way because it is crazy down here right now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is nuts down here right now with the wind. Oh, really? Uh, what, just like a really bad uh, wind and rain? 
wind and rain. Yeah, we oh. got like 60 mile an hour winds, almost 70, and just just rain and just pouring. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we had yeah. a we had a, a that nor'easter recently, but right now it's beautiful here. But I haven't looked at what the weather is supposed to be over the weekend. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks like there's I didn't, some rain I, didn't, coming. I didn't know there were so many anti-vaxxers at my job. To be honest with you. They're coming out now. Yep, they're coming out now. Well, I never knew. I mean, my God, before this whole pandemic, I never. That's why you've probably heard me say it, Tony. It's like we live in the United States of anti-science. It's and I, I never, you know, like before the pandemic, like I've said, I never knew how many people I know on social media are right-wing conspiracy theorists, lunatics. But this this yeah. whole experience has really brought them out, and they're not embarrassed. They're like, "Yeah, we're crazy. So what? <laughs> we're we're gonna drag you all down with us. That's just how it like is." Like you're giving up, you're giving up like a hundred k year job because you don't want to get a vaccine. Like that is like, I just don't understand the mindset. Yeah, and and like I don't, I don't under I don't understand it. Like you're you're giving up something that you're probably never going to find again, right? Because you don't want to get a vaccine. Yep. And it's like Jenny was saying, and like you know, and they they were flipping the bird off at me when I was pulling in this morning and, and all <laughs> yeah. this stuff, and like you know, I was just like, whatever, dude. Like they were flipping off everyone I was pulling in, and then like you use your ID to get through the gate, and like they were flip, they were flipping me off. I, whatever, dude. Like sorry, I'm not you. Yeah, so, yeah. You're you're uh, you're too smart for them. I mean that's that's what it really yeah. is, you know. I mean, to flip me off, to flip me off. I hope you come back so we have a problem inside of work because <laughs> then we can discuss why you flipped me off. But it's like uh, it's like Jenny was saying the other day when you called about this too. You know, you're you're going into people's homes with medical supplies. You're interacting with people who are medically vulnerable. So it's a no brainer, yeah. or it should be. But these yeah. these guys obviously yeah. don't get it. They don't get it. Look, I'm going. Th- look, I'm going through something right now with this job that I never thought that I would ever experience ever mm-hmm. being this shorthanded. Yeah. Like I, you know, going through it and seeing, you know, just all the empty trucks just sat there today loaded. I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, this is going to get worse mm-hmm. because it's either, because that room was more packed than what was standing outside there. Oh. So I don't know if like, tomorrow or monday there's going to be more that are standing out there the news out there this morning so the news yeah. was you know interviewing whoever they were interviewing they, when i got back today they said they interviewed the union rep and uh yeah you know he had to put his feet i had like i i actually have i had respect for him <laughs> i've always i've always respected him as long as i worked at this company yeah but like i've lost all respect mm-hmm. towards him because he's he's going on he's going on the, on the on the notion that uh, uh about the kids five five years old and five to eleven talking about the job he's talking you, you know he's, he's, he's just from what I understand, the interview was crazy. From what he was talking about, like, <laughs> like, like he was just like his true colors came out in the interview. Like he, they gave him the spotlight, and he went completely the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? 
Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Crazy. Like, like he just... Yeah. Not the, not the, not the guy that I know. Like, and, uh, like, uh, like show up uh, at a school board meeting uh, and threatening people angry or like uh, getting on an airplane and throwing a temper tantrum angry, that kind of angry, because that seems to be the M.O. Yeah, of a lot of yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want to show your ID at TSA type of angry. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be on the 6 o'clock news, so I'm going to catch that and see yeah. what see what he had to say because it's oh man it's just i don't know i don't know what he's preaching yeah what 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 he's trying to preach but yeah he put me off this morning <laughs> yeah i mean they don't help their own cause by you know being vulgar either yeah but uh yeah. and they should have flipped me off like six months ago when I first got it. Exactly, know? exactly. They, that's when he should have been like, oh, you, you believe in science, do you? <laughs> but, like, and here's, here's the weird thing. All, our whole company is based around science. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's true. Our whole company is based around science. Yeah. It's about medication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, the irony is, is stunning. <laughs> and for anyone that doesn't know, I work in I work we deliver dialysis material yeah. to to dialysis hospitals and or not dialysis hospitals, hospitals, acute clinics and home patients. So we deliver like biocarbonate, we deliver citric acid, we deliver all this stuff that, you know, it's it, it's all science, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, re- it replenishes the body of what the body is not producing. So that's what we are delivering. Right. So it's all science. And like, we have a medical director that oversees all of the medication that's being mass produced and you're being anti, like if I, I mean, if I, if I'm the head of or CEO, I'm getting rid of these guys. Cause I'm like, well, I guess you don't trust our product then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. You know, that part of it hadn't even occurred to me the other day when you called until you brought it up now. But, yeah, you're right. That does make the whole thing even that much more mind-blowing when you think of it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's based around science. It's based around medicine. I mean, that's, what you're, that's who you're working for. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. But I wanted to call you and let you know just to, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate the update. And, uh Hey. Yeah, good job yesterday too. That interview, man, it was really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I love Sepsis. Uh, good music, and they're really good people too. You know, they've, they've yeah, been... really, really remind me of Hailstorm, man. Yeah, yeah, I like Hailstorm. I think Jenny does too. Yeah, 
Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, they, they're yeah, they were they're they were really good. Good, so. good. All right, Matt. Let me let you go, man. Let you do your thing, open the line and uh just, just crazy, crazy times right now, man. <laughs> I know. We'll get through it. All right, Tony D, thank you so much for the call. I have a good weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, that's our friend Tony D from Philly. And, um, yeah, that is I, – I hadn't even thought of that part that he mentioned there, that, you know, it's they're, – they're a company. They deliver medical supplies. And, uh, you know, modern medicine, science – Stuff like that. And you got these guys who were like, no, we're not getting vaccinated. But like Jenny was pointing out, too, the other day, these are people, you know, they're going into people's homes. You're, you're, you're going to bring you're going to bring medical supplies into someone's home who's on dialysis and you're not going to be vaccinated. It's crazy. Of course, the, the and, and, and the liabilities with that, the, the insurance and everything, of course, they they can't. Let, of course, they have to have a mandate. They can't let these people be delivering medical supplies unvaccinated. It's insanity. It's insanity. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's do this. I want to do this before it gets too late, and then we'll uh, and then we'll continue. And we'll um, I want to get to everybody in the Facebook live chat some great comments in there. Uh, but this is the world radio premiere on FM radio. New uh, track sent to us by our friend Isaac Sierra. Uh, also known as True Rhymes, also known as Truth. Here it is. This is really good. Produced by Dream Life. This is Unexpected. Check this out. I like this a lot. Meeting the makers, the 
mission here one day they blinked and the suddenly missing succumbed to the decisions that led him to the darkest of abysses lord is my witness i've been to hell and back facing my demons giving them eskimo kisses temptations are relentless that's why it's called practice your faith your discipline your strength makes you the talisman uh, jesus was trying to tell us man why no sword, no weapon forged will ever be mightier than this pen. Yeah. Best thing he's done, in my opinion. I love that. That is unexpected truth, T-R-U-T-H in all caps, if you're looking for him. Or actually, if you go on the uh, if you go on YouTube, uh, the True Rhymes, True Rhymes is the YouTube channel, probably the easiest way to find him. But, of course, you know, he's on all the major platforms, streaming, you know, on Spotify and everything. But, uh, yeah, I love that. That is a great track. Thank you, Isaac Sierra, True Rhymes, Truth. Thank you for sending us that. And it was my honor and privilege to... Give that the, uh, as far as I know, I'm the first FM station in the United States to play that. So, uh, which uh, I love, I love, uh, I love being able to do that. So great, great track. Uh, 603-250-607 is the number. If you'd like to join us this afternoon on Matt Connerton Unleashed, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can always chime in in the Facebook live chat as well. And I do, uh, I see a lot of great comments in there that I want to get to. But uh, best thing to do, give us a call at 603-250-6007. And we do have a call. 
Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Charles. What's up, man? Charles Richardson of the Charles Richardson Show in the great state of Florida. How are you? Oh, we are. We're burning at the stake. It's so hot down here. Although I did get a word that there is going to be a freeze warning in effect because temperatures are getting below 60 over the weekend. Oh. So everybody in Florida is going to be bundled up like there's another blizzard coming. You know, we haven't even really had a... Oh, I was just going to say, we haven't even really had a frost here yet, believe it or not. At least that I've noticed. I wanted to chime in real quick. Number one, awesome song. I love the beat to that song. Yeah, isn't that good? You know, that is awesome. So props out to them. And uh, I kind of want to see if I can, you know, get some more music for them. I think they're pretty awesome. We'll hook you up with them. We'll hook you up. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to be on your show. Yeah, um, I, no, I'm not sure if they were or not. I have to check. But oh, anyway, I think my I think my reception's breaking up here. I'm like losing you here. But anyway, I wanted to call. Uh, the, the other reason why I wanted to call in is I wanted to chime back to what Tony was saying. Mm-hmm. First off, I feel bad for the guy because he's picking up slack. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Unless he's on salary, he's, his paycheck's going to be through the roof. <laughs> um, through the roof, yes. But, <laughs> But at the same time, though, it's like he's put in a pickle to where now he's going to have to spend more time away from his family. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it's mandatory, which, like, no way of getting out of it. Right. And it's all because these people don't want to go ahead and do the right thing. Yep. Now, some people, and I agree, you guys all have your thing where the vaccine's not the right thing. Yeah. Listen, we get it's not a cure. We understand this is not a, a forever thing, or maybe if it is a forever thing, it's going to get better and it's going to get more proven. Maybe hopefully at that point in time you'll take it. But I saw the writing on the wall. As soon as the government stepped in, as soon as states started offering money and incentives <laughs> and all this stuff to get vaccinated, I knew at some point in time that vaccine card is going to become another ID. Mm-hmm. So unless you plan on going anywhere – you need to have that somewhere, somehow. Yes. Concert, sporting event, whatever. Now, again, the same thing is, we again, like I mentioned, it's not a cure. Right. But this is a step in the right direction until a cure is found. Mm-hmm. Suck it up, buttercup. Get it. Booster shots are available for everything now. Yep. Moderna, Pfizer, even the J&J, which I took. Yeah. And I'm already scheduled to be taking a booster next week. Good, good. So just... Do it, get it over with, get back to work, because guess what? There is no more government payouts anymore. Right. There is none. So unless you plan on going ahead and working on the street, carrying a sign, we'll work for food. Oh, we have that you know, here. It's, <laughs> we, you know, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's a thing nowadays. I don't know. We have a lot of uh, that in Manchester, I, but, you know, it's uh, tax-free income. Yeah, I guess so. That's right. But, uh, I, I, again, I feel bad for Tony. He's going through it. And I'm sure everybody at his company is going through it as well. I just uh, I wish him the best. Hopefully this doesn't suffer too long, and they can go ahead and replace these whack jobs that decide to go ahead and cross the picket line, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got to – I know people don't like mandates, but we got to put this uh, – we got to do whatever we can to put this virus down. My worst fear, Charles, my absolute biggest fear in all of this – is that 
there's going to be a um, there's going to be a variant that comes along that our current vaccines don't work on, and and if that happens, then we're back at square one. So that's why you know because people ask me. You know, they'll say, Matt, why do you care? You're vaccinated. As long as you can take care of yourself, who cares about what everybody else does? And I say, it ain't that simple. What everybody else does affects whether or not we can put this vaccine, I mean, this uh, this virus down for good, or at least get it to a point where it's minimal and it becomes endemic instead of pandemic. And I'm scared that, I mean, I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. I don't hear epidemiologists sounding the alarm about that particular scenario, but it does get discussed because it is possible that it keeps mutating because it goes unchecked because not enough people are vaxxed and we end up with a variant that is able to completely evade our vaccines and then we're right back at square one and it's so frustrating. But, you know, the good the good side of things is this, is that the country's numbers are going down. Yes. I mean, everybody, including Florida's are going down. Yeah. So that's a good sign. Yes. And there's not really a whole lot of news again. And again, this is, I'm being very, very gullible. I'm hearing just what <laughs> I hear in the media, and I know that can be cross-referenced. And, but anyway, I'm not hearing a whole lot like Delta variants kicking our butt. Delta is doing this. I'm not hearing it anymore. So whatever the Delta variant was, to my understanding, vaccines is, is keeping it under, under wraps. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, these, um, you know, there are other variants like Lambda and Mu that uh, have been a concern, but it seems like the Delta variant, if I understand what I've been reading correctly, it seems like the Delta variant is so dominant, is is such a dominant strain that it's not letting these other more severe variants take hold. I mean, they're here, they're here, but they're not spreading because Delta is already so very, uh, so, uh, a virulent and and and, and so um, a transmissible. So um, so in a in a weird way, in an ironic way, it might actually be a good thing that Delta is as transmissible as it is because it's keeping these other variants at bay. But we need to get we need to get ahead of it. And I'm I'm just I'm worried. You're right. Cases are going down as more and more people are getting vaccinated slowly but surely. But I'm worried about the winter. Because when that cold, dry air hits, that's when viruses transmit more easily. So it'll be very interesting to see how this winter goes for us. Well, Matt, you realize last winter when the whole the whole pandemic was in its in its hot stage, there was no there was no flu cases right. at all. Right. Nobody reported the flu. So guess what? That's good news. The COVID is is eating up the flu. <laughs> well, I think it's just. Oh, proof- by the way. But, yeah. But by the way, I heard through I heard some through some weird news wire that the Mu variant wasn't that from like mad cow disease. Mad cow disease is now being scooped up by COVID because it's from you know Mu from cows and oh. right, bad joke. <laughs> all I know is anyway. All I know is whenever I hear about the lambda, when I whenever I see lambda and Mu. These variants, whenever I see them discussed in the same article online, I can't help but think of Revenge of the Nerds. There's a line in Revenge of the Nerds where Booger, where he says, uh, oh, no, they're they're in the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda uh, fraternity. Yeah. And then they're talking about the Omega Moos, a sorority. And Booger says, the Omega Moos, they're a bunch of pigs. Not well, a not a not an appropriate that, that, film that, that for today. That was a different move, I think. But uh, and, and anyway, a, and a different hey, time. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you go, man. I gotta run. <laughs> All right, Charles. Thank you for the call, my friend. Take care. All right, bye bye.
All right, he, I, I wanted him to plug his show, but it sounded like he was in a hurry. And I thought I heard a, uh, a youngling in the background. So, uh, But uh, I'll plug it for him, the Charles Richardson Show, of course, every Wednesday and Friday night uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. online. And tonight uh, they're doing their costume party. So uh, I am unable to participate because, uh, well, for one thing, I don't have a costume. I like Halloween, but I don't uh, I don't commit to it. <laughs> I'm not a costume guy. I like the holiday. I think it's fun and everything. I'm I'm, I'm not a curmudgeon about it. Uh, I just uh, I don't bother to dress up. But um, but of course Friday nights I'm on Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C and our friends Dan Randlett and DJ Steve, and that is tonight from 7:30 to 10 p.m. And not only is this our Halloween show, but it's also the one year anniversary of Retro Spectrum Radio here at WMNH 95.3 FM. So lots of stuff uh, tonight. Uh, let's see. I do want to uh, look at these Facebook live chats, and then we're going to go to uh, the new segment on the show for Friday's Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review. Mike Palapita joins us in the chat room. Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, Mike says, uh, Gonzo's impression of you was awesome this morning. Yes, it was. Absolutely. I laughed very hard when I finally got to see it. Jenny showed me on Facebook. And uh, Mike says, Melanie, there are four spirits sitting on the couch. You just can't see them. That's spooky. Eric Pilcher is in the chat room as well. Eric, of course, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and says, howdy. Melanie says, uh, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, if only they would start throwing things around the room and could make the walls bleed, I would be super duper delighted. You would be delighted, uh, Melanie. I have to tell you, I would not be so much. I would be, frankly, quite terrified. I probably wouldn't be able to finish my show. I believe I would uh, get up and run out of the room uh, screaming, and I would not be ashamed to be seen and heard screaming. Mike says, just give it some time. He says that like he knows something about it. That's uh, that's concerning. Chris Rose from Massachusetts says, afternoon from fabulous Las Vegas. Oh, well, nice and warm there. Hi, Chris. Good to see you in there. DJ Steve, Stephen Light is in the chat room, says, good afternoon, Matt. See you later for Retro Spectrum Radio. Christian Lacoste, our entertainment reporter, a.k.a. DJ Reckless, is in the chat and says, you might have a special stop in today. Oh, that would be lovely. Uh, Melanie says, so is New Hampshire actually able to stand on their own two feet without any financial support from the federal government? I thought only California had that ability. That's in reference to our call earlier from Dave Ridley about New Hampshire independence and the secession movement here. Um, yeah, the only state that I know of in the country that is positioned in a way economically, because we've talked about this on the show too, uh, where they could be probably, possibly successfully their own country, their own sovereign entity would be California. And even they probably couldn't make it work. It's pie in the sky stuff. Uh, Melanie also says, cutting ties from FEMA during a pandemic seems unsmart. Yes. Um, <laughs> Mike says, uh, Mike Pelopita says, referring to Gonzo, he even shaved his beard to look like you, Matt. Oh, Gonzo did an incredible job. Absolutely. Ed Murphy is in the chat. Haven't seen Ed in there in a while. He says it was very funny. Absolutely. Jenny agrees. Jenny is in the chat, says, OMG, it was awesome. Paul Cormier, also known as Paulie C., 
around these parts of Retro Spectrum Radio says, Hello, huge fan. Join Matt Connerton and me tonight at 7.30 p.m. for our anniversary slash Halloween special. Yes, indeed. Dan Gallagher is in the chat. Uh, hello, Dan. That's a new name in there. Says, new song by Cole Gallagher. Uh, chatting through Steel featuring David Hidalgo of Los Lobos. Dan, if you can... Um, Private message me on Facebook that, if you would. Maybe I, I could play that next week. Um, Pauly C says, regarding tonight's show, I think uh, spooky, creepy, funny, and a bit heavy metalish at times, along with a bunch of TV and movie clips. I did just hear something out in the hallway. For real. I don't know what that was. Um, Eric Pilcher uh, shared a link in the chat room. Perhaps we'll look at that later about uh, mandates in Iowa. Rocky Huber is in the chat and says, happy Friday, everyone. Rocky says, I'd probably flip Tony D off if I saw him too, LOL. Why the hate? Why the hate for Tony D there, uh, Rocky? Is it, do you have something against Philadelphia? Is it because he's from Philly? Um, Charles is in the Facebook live chat as well. His uh, comments reflect what uh, what he was saying on the phone during our uh Rocky says, has anyone heard of the new one called the Lawton Martin strain? <laughs> that sounds more deadly than uh, just about uh, anything. Any uh, strain of uh, COVID. Uh, <laughs> Joe Friday says, good afternoon, Matt. Happy Joe Friday. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. Happy Joe Friday. Um, and uh, Joe Friday says, uh, Gonzo did a good job. But he was starting to lose his ass after a while. Sometimes gets too much of himself. Well, I'll tell you what though. He yeah, he didn't do he didn't do his uh he wasn't me for the entire morning show, but for for a good part of the first hour, and it was quite, quite entertaining. I still have to go back and listen to the whole thing. Nemi Jones is in the chat. Hello, Nemi. Um and uh, Pauly C says the nude seance starts at 9 p.m. Well, once again, uh, I might be uh, running from the uh, studio screaming uh, just a little later in the night. <laughs> Eric Street joins us in the chat and says, I saw a picture of the Matt Gonzo flipping off. <laughs> All right. Well, we are approaching the top of the hour. So what we're going to do now is we're going to feature our wonderful new segment by our great friend Eric Pilcher. Oh, Rocky says in the chat, by the way, I have nothing against Tony D. That's how a true friend greets his guests. Well, very nice, Rocky. Very nice. No, we love our friend Tony D. But we're going to go to this new segment, Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review. Like I said, I hope John Hopwood is listening because I think he'll really appreciate this. And this is a new segment that we'll be doing on Fridays. So we're going to check this out. And then we're going to show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we will be back with our number two, Numero Dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed coming up, so don't go away. Plenty more to come. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Texting privacy policy 
terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. The magnificence of the Ambersons began in 1873. Their splendor lasted throughout all the years that saw their Midland town spread and darken into a city. In that town in those days, all the women who wore silk or velvet knew all the other women who wore silk or velvet, and everybody knew everybody else's family horse and carriage. The only public conveyance was the streetcar. A lady could whistle to it from an upstairs window, the car would halt at once and wait for her while she shut the window, put on her hat and coat, went downstairs, found an umbrella, told the girl what to have for dinner, and came forth from the house. Too slow for us nowadays, because the faster we're carried, the less time we have to spare. In those days, they had time for everything. With those words, we are introduced to The Magnificent Ambersons. This is the second film directed by legendary filmmaker Orson Welles and follows his masterpiece, Citizen Kane. This 1942 film tells the tale of the wealthy Amberson family and its decline. This is due to poor investments, fighting against the world's advancements in technology and society. At the crux of this is George Minifer. Minifer is the son of Isabel Anderson and Wilbur Minifer. We meet George as a child. He is snobbish and well aware of his family's upper societal standing. This is reflective of his grandfather and family patriarch Major Amberson's attitudes. The following dialogue indicates George's attitudes towards society, his grandfather's support in these attitudes, and his parents really trying to get him to see a different this way. This was heard not only by myself, but by my wife and the lady who lives next door. He's an old liar. Georgie, you mustn't say liar. Dear, did you say what he says you did? Well, Grandpa wouldn't wipe his shoe on that old story, Georgie, you mustn't. I mean, none of us Ambersons wouldn't have anything to do with him. That's not what we're talking about. I bet about. if he wanted to see any of us, you have to go around to the side door. No, <laughs> Please, stop. From his letter, he doesn't seem a very tactful person, but... He's just riffraff. Oh, you mustn't say so. And you must promise me never to use those bad words again. I promise not to. This possibly could have been averted well, had I his mother mad. Isabel married Eugene Morgan, who is played brilliantly by Wells' favorite, Joseph Cotton. However, Isabel chooses to marry Wilbur Minifer for appearances. This is after Morgan embarrasses her in public. 
George becomes a product of this loveless marriage and because of this becomes quite spoiled and doted on. This is a trope that Wells used in Citizen Kane, using money to replace love and adulation. Because of this and most of his family's attitude, the townspeople want the Ambersons, especially George, to get his quote-unquote comeuppance, which does happen through a series of tragedies that are heartbreaking and painful to watch despite the attitudes the Ambersons show. George Amberson Minifer, the Major's one grandchild, was a princely terror. Hey! Why, golly, I guess you think you own this town. There were people, grown people they were, who expressed themselves longingly. They did hope to live to see the day, they said, when that boy would get his comeuppance. His what? His comeuppance. Something's bound to take him we down someday. We flash forward now to where George to comes home from college to a party in his honor. And a widowed Eugene also returns to the town as well with a new invention, a horseless carriage, or the automobile for those uninitiated. We find George's sense of elitism has not changed. Some could argue it has even grown. Eugene and George returning creates the perfect mix that begins the downfall of the Ambersons through personal and financial loss and the rise of Eugene through his manufacturing of the automobile. This is where, despite the film being made nearly 80 years ago, many can relate. There are always changes of the societal guard. We are either the Ambersons, bucking the change, denying it, or ridiculing and diminishing it, or we adapt to it and use it to advance ourselves like Eugene Morgan did. That is where the film shines, is that no matter what side we have been on, we all have went through this and can sympathize with either the Ambersons, Eugene, or find a meeting with both parties. This film is a sprawling masterpiece. Wells, during post-production, would lose his unheralded creative control from RKO Productions. This is due to a variety of reasons, from the underperformance of Citizen Kane to the process in post-production taking what the studio deemed too long. Because of this, the studio removed over 100 minutes from the film, and the ending was changed to be a more upbeat ending. The only visages that remain of Wells' vision for this film are his notes. The footage has been deemed lost forever. Regardless, this film is beautifully shot, filled with magnificent, emotional, dramatic performances, and guided with a majestic score by famed composer Bernard Harriman. Because of the changes made in the film, and Harriman feeling that these changes did not mix with his score, he requested his name be removed as composer. It was eventually restored, however, when the film saw a renaissance in art houses. The Magnificent Ambersons is often overlooked by fans of Wells and film alike, despite its nine Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture. The film is timeless in its relatability and stature. It is memorable for its breathtaking use of soft focus and camera angles. Remarkably, it holds up with Citizen Kane as being a masterpiece, and despite its missing footage, stands the test of time of viewing and relatability. This is 
possibly the ultimate Orson Welles film. For those that have not seen this masterpiece, I highly recommend a viewing of it. This has been a Classic Film Review with Eric Pilcher. everybody we are into our number two numero dose of matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester streaming at wmnhradio.org and on the facebook on the matt connerton unleashed facebook page when does it become meta they changed the name of the company are they going to change the name of the platform too and it's going to be uh Matt Connerton unleashed on Meta? I don't know. Anyway, uh, of course, uh, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online and uh, Tomorrow Radio and AOW Radio. Today is Friday, October 29, 2021. We are proudly sponsored by The Hopknot. And uh, I do want to remind you, of course, about what's going on there this weekend, this Saturday. We are thrilled to be hosting our first ever karaoke night at The Knot. And since it's on Hallow's Eve, might as well make it a costume contest, too. Come dressed up in your spooky best and ready to sing your little hearts out because we've got prizes for both best costume and best karaoke. We'll get things started off at 8 p.m. with an open mic and sign-ups for the contest and the contest starts at around 9 p.m. Very exciting. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Uh, I'm very depressed. You are? Why are you depressed? Yes. Uh, because uh, I wish I had my show on. <clears throat> Why don't you have your show on? Mm, well, I got, a, I got a crappy landlord that made my life miserable. What happened? Well, nothing, nothing much I couldn't handle. It's just that his rules and regulations were outrageous. And, uh, you know, he wanted to use my living room as a thoroughfare for other people to move their stuff if they couldn't move it through the stairway. And I said, I'm refusing to do that. I'm not giving up my apartment to do that, you know. That's what I would have said, too. I would have said, my living room is not a thoroughfare, sir. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. So, you know, I refused because I have uh, what they call a three-season porch, and uh, uh, I'm the only one with a, with a separate uh, entrance uh, other than the other people, you know. And uh, he wanted to come back up the stairs that way and then, you know, where I have my studio set up and then come through the living room. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. And what did he say? He says, I'm not signing the lease. So he's kicking you out? Yeah. Oh. 
I mean, it's I mean, it's not like an eviction, but uh, it's uh, if you refuse to sign the lease, uh, what else would you call it? Yeah, I don't understand though. You didn't sign a lease when you moved in. I did. I have a year lease. My lease expires in January. Oh, okay. So you have to be out of there in January. Well, if if he's not going to sign the lease, then we go to court and. Of course, with COVID and everything, I'll probably get an extension, but I already found a place, so. Oh, okay. So you'll... Yeah, so... and it's better than this place. It's bigger. Uh-huh. And uh, it's got amenities. It's got, like, a gym. Uh-huh. And it's got an area for, you know, for, you know, a computer and printer and an area for that, like the library. And it's got some other amenities, you know, and I never lived in a place with... Those kind of amenities, you know. Well, then why are you depressed? It sounds exciting. It is exciting. It's just that, uh, you know, I've just been wasting my time on... Oh, by the way, uh, people have been coming to my Crazy Joe Show page, but I deleted like seven people. I blocked seven people. These were the troublemakers that actually were inciting riots and stuff like that, so I got rid of them, so... They incited That's a lot of fun. They incited a riot? Busy. Well, I don't approve of a riot. Well, they were instigators, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were people you knew, and uh, they they would come up there. The only person that's up there now is Billy Painter, but uh, other than that, everybody else is gone, you know. And that kind of kept me busy, and uh, I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Why did you ban everyone else but not Billy Painter? I thought he was your arch nemesis. Well, because he's not committing to saying anything. Once he oh. commits to say something, ah. then I got him. Ah, ah. So I'm waiting for him to slip up one day and say something stupid, mm-hmm. and then I got him. Because then, you know, because even though I know he's there and I see his comments, I can't delete him. He has to make a commitment to actually say something, and then I got him. Uh, somebody in the uh, Facebook live chat, Melanie, uh, wants me to tell you that Jesus is not white. Say that again? Uh, that Jesus is not white. Okay, whatever. Oh, you're cool with that? I don't care. Okay. I, I think she wanted to see how you would react. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, no, I think I'm being, uh, I mean, today my mood is different from other times, you know? Like, uh, I'm just being more reflective of, mm. you know, of what's happening in my life right now. And I want to get back on the air because I believe that once I'm on the air, it's going to be, it's going to be lights out. I'm going to be one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh-huh. And, and, and I'm not saying this to offend you, Matt, because I think you're doing a great job over there. And I think, uh, I think your show uh, has high ratings through the roof when I'm calling. Through the and roof. Anybody out there doesn't like it too bad. I just got uh, a text message from the ratings uh, place. They said it's through the yeah. roof. I'm telling you, Matt. I'm. I'm. That's why they call me through the roof, Joe. High ratings, Joe. Actually, I, I, that's a better name. High ratings. High Joe. ratings, Joe. Yep. Yep. Every ratings. Your diehard fans will start calling you HRJ for short. High ratings, Joe. HRJ. I think somebody's trying to call me, and I lost your audio there for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, like you dropped out very low. Oh. But I can't. I can't respond to this call. I'm on the air with you. That's right. Priorities. 
What's that again? I got a bad connection here. What happened? I, uh, there? I don't know. It might be your landlord interfering with your phone line. Yeah, I don't know. My connection is like, you, you sound like, um, it's on my end. It's not on your end, but it just, mm. I couldn't barely hear you. Well, it is Halloween. How, it is Halloween? Well, it's almost. Oh, okay. Dress- All right, listen. Yeah. You got a bad connection. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll call back. Maybe I won't, but I don't want to bother you. But uh, I'm waving a hand, Mr. Matt. I'm waving a hand. Okay. Oh, oh, me oh too. and uh, yeah, let me uh, try back. All right. No. The, the connection is horrible. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Wow. Well, he's being very uh, polite today. Uh, that uh, that crazy Joe. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Rocky Uber in the chat says, "Ask him how he can save rock and roll when he's getting evicted." Melanie thinks it's Jesus calling him. Well, Crazy Joe does claim to be a man of God. <clears throat> Rocky says Joe's getting evicted. Wait till Dirk hears about this one. Mm. Let's see, we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connors and Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt. Ronnie, how you doing, buddy? Good, Ron. How are you, my friend? Not bad. I don't know what if he couldn't hear you very well. That was, you know, I've had that problem before. But while I was listening, I could hear well, and I could hear you now. But I just three seconds ago. My phone rang, and it says this is from the legal department. If you don't answer, if you don't respond to this right away, pop, 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 pop. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" You know what I mean? One of those re- yes. spam calls or whatever. Yes. Like, uh, yes, I, I get those very often. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? You you pay good money for a cell phone, and I don't know how these people are able to get in on it. I I don't either. Uh, if uh, Christian Lacoste were here, we could ask him. He works for T-Mobile. Oh, really? Or yeah. better yet, better yeah. yet, I know somebody in uh, Nashua who knows all about uh, phones. We don't talk about that person, though. Well, I don't even care. I just mm-hmm. deal with it. But uh, mm-hmm. and it, what a pleasure! I shouldn't say pleasure, but what a difference listening to Crazy Joe when he's calm, relaxed, and sensible, making sense. So oh, you, so congratulations to you, buddy. So you, so far, you don't get tweaked and turn around. So you prefer him depressed? I don't prefer him depressed, but I sure don't like it when he's all wound up and trying to take the stage. You know? Right, right. Today he's depressed because his landlord is trying to treat his living room like a thoroughfare. I wouldn't stand for that yeah, if I were him. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? All righty. Hey, listen. I'll be listening to the show tonight. Looking forward to it. And today with Gonzo's show. You got, you everybody seemed to have a good opinion of it, but after five or ten minutes, I was done with it. I was like, I can't listen to that anymore. So you know, sorry, Gonzo. I know you're probably out there saying, "Ah, oh, Ronnie, you know, freak oh. you." But I, I th- had enough. I had enough of it after ten minutes. I thought it was great. By the way, the John Gall pro- or the John Gale program, I'm sorry, is in the Facebook live chat and is suggesting. Uh, the National Do Not Call Registry. I forgot that that was even a thing. Yeah, you could go, uh, although you don't have a computer, do you, Ron? No, sir. Oh, okay. Well, you're just stuck with these terrible calls then. But the John Gale program tried to help. Oh, that reminds me, too. Did you sign up for your booster? Uh, no, no, no. I uh, didn't rake leaves all day today. Well, you know, messed around with that. But uh, I, will have to, I will take care of that. I, you know, who knows when. But it's definitely on, you know, my to-do list. Well, please do it soon. We want you to be healthy. Well, isn't that nice? All right. <laughs> well, Give Jenny course. a hug and a hello, and uh, 
Make it happen. Keep it rocking. I will. All right, Ron. Thank you so much for the call. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was our friend Ron. Always nice to hear from him. But uh, but I do disagree with Ron. I love, but then again, it was about me. So maybe it's just, maybe I'm just being narcissistic, but I loved Gonzo's impression of me this morning. I thought that was funny as hell. And by the way, Gonzo even like, I mean, it was it was meticulous because he even went for a couple of reference, like deep references that only longtime consistent listeners would even know about. That was impressive. Like he brought up my stepmother and he even remembered my stepmother's name and a, a story that I had told on the air, which I probably won't ever retell on the air again now that my dad listens to the show. But um, <laughs> what Gonzo even referenced that, and it was like, wow, that's what you call a deep cut. That's pretty good. That was, that was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. So if if you missed it, uh, about nine minutes in, uh, Gonzo, as Matt Connerton shows up on the morning show, I shared it out earlier. I, I need to go back and watch the, because the, I haven't even seen the whole part with Gonzo as me, but, you know, he dressed up and everything. It was really, really funny. Very, very good. Peter uh, played my uh, theme music when uh, when he came in as me. It was it, every, everything about it. I think it was just just hilarious. Eric Pilcher wants to ask Crazy Joe about the real Crazy Joe in the uh, chat. Yes. Um, oh, Mike Pelopita says, loved Eric's movie review. Very good. Yeah. I knew the segment would be a big hit. Um, you know, as soon as uh, Eric Pilcher uh, pitched that to me, I said, yes, absolutely. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, this is Mary. Mary, how are oh, you? I have my phone hooked up on my car, so it's a little funky. But, um, oh. yeah, just call him. Like, yeah, Gonzo did a great job this morning. Yes. <laughs> and, honestly, like, my brother really thought it was you. Really? <laughs> it took him about a half hour to figure out it wasn't. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm just plugging away for um, the Miracle on Elm Street. I think if you just want to put a message out, like any listeners that want to get involved, um, I think we're going to try. I know Tuesday's election day, so that's a little tough. Um, maybe Wednesday or Thursday we're going to plan just to meet for lunch and kind of brainstorm and get our act together. So throw the message out there, and I'd love to see you guys for sure. Very good. Very good, Mary. Yes. And, and uh, you know, the this show is going to be involved in it as well this year, along with the morning show. And uh, very excited about that. It's going to be great. Oh, okay, I'm kind of losing you. But, um, yeah, so anyways, I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch with Pete, and we'll just all get together and just figure it out. But either Wednesday or Thursday would be great. Okay, sounds great. All right, keep us posted. Okay, you right. take care. All Thank right, Mary, you. you Have too. a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that's our friend Mary. Yeah, Miracle on Elm Street. It's going to be a really big deal this year. And uh, like I said, uh, Peter and I talked about it uh, extensively. And uh, uh, December second, I, I made sure to you know block the date out on my calendar. So if we're going to do like an all day thing or whatever it's going to be, I said, you know, whatever you need from me, count me in. And um, we're going to be uh, doing a live remote from. I don't know if I'm if it's okay to. I don't know if that part's been announced yet. Has it? You know what? I don't want to say too much without knowing for sure, so I'll leave it at that. But uh, the miracle on Elm Street this year—it's a—it's a great, uh, uh, great event, and uh, really looking forward to being a part of that. You know, I've never even met Matt Cushane. I, I, I was telling Peter that I've never met Matt. I'll finally get to meet him in all of this, so uh, so that will be great. 
Um, let's see. 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. Uh, I mentioned the Hopknot, what they've got going on this weekend. Also, want to remind you tonight, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here at WMNH. Looking forward to that. Tonight is our Halloween slash anniversary show because tonight is also the one-year anniversary of Retro Spectrum, Retro Spectrum Radio. Talking too fast. Retro Spectrum Radio uh, live here at WMNH. So the show actually goes back. I think we were talking about it on air on last week's show. The show actually goes back 11 years from when we first started, when Paul first started, and I was I was his uh, co-host even back then. Uh, but uh, but this will be one year of the show being here at WMNH. So and also too, don't forget tonight, uh, Charles Richardson on the Charles Richardson Show. It's the uh, Halloween contest, and I suggest if you're on Facebook, go to uh, the Charles Richardson Show page for information about that. Uh, he is live online every Wednesday. And Friday night, so he'll be on tonight for that, uh, the big uh, contest. So check that out. We love Charles from the great state of Florida. Uh, let's see. So we've got some time left. We will be going all the way up to 6 p.m., by the way, because this week's Granite State of Mind is uh, pre-recorded. Um, there was some, you know, we were talking earlier about these mandates, um, these vaccine mandates in New York City. New York City, uh, they're having, uh, oh, here it is. I've been following this pretty closely. Uh, and the reason we were talking about the mandates earlier was Tony D called and was talking about what's going on at his company. You know, they deliver medical supplies. And <laughs> here, here, here you have a company that delivers medical supplies and there's people at that company who don't want to get vaccinated. It's like, okay. So you believe in science, you believe in medicine enough to deliver supplies to people who are on dialysis, but not enough to uh, get vaccinated to protect those people. So, you know, Tony was talking about how going into work today, you know, these people are out front protesting and they're flipping Tony off because he's vaccinated. But I guess there's quite a bit. It sounded like 30 out of, I think, 72 trucks are off the road for that company. Uh, well, you know, these mandates are happening everywhere, and a big story that I've been following on going on in New York City, uh, and they're at the deadline right now. This is from uh, New York CBS. Uh, New York City workers face vaccine deadline today. Officials preparing for possible first responder shortage. Um says here the deadline for New York City workers to get vaccinated is just hours away. I, I believe five, actually it's already passed. Yeah, it's already passed. It was 5 p.m. today, 5 p.m. Eastern. Those who did not comply, I can say that now in past tense, face being put on unpaid leave from their jobs. Thousands protested the mandate this week, but the mayor is not budging. Now departments are putting the final touches on their contingency plans to deal with a possible shortage of first responders. Uh, NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea said this morning, quote, we'll be OK. The first step would be reassignment of personnel that ordinarily are not doing patrol functions can be pulled into those, unquote. The commissioner said the police force would also temporarily suspend training to free up additional bodies on Thursday as the Police Benevolent Association filed an appeal to overturn a judge's rule allowing the mandate to move forward. Close to 1,000 more officers got the shot. 
That brings the total up to 80% of the force vaccinated. 80%, that's that's strong. And again, so 1,000 additional officers following the judge's rule on the mandate getting the shot. So, you know, these va- these uh, these mandates are working. Um, as it stands, 65% of firefighters are vaccinated, 67% of sanitation workers, and 80% of EMS. Uh, the leader of Local 2507, which represents uniformed EMTs, paramedics, and fire inspectors, said he's proud of his workers, pointing out they are the lowest paid first responders. Meanwhile, the firefighters' unions are still fighting back. Thousands protested Thursday outside Gracie Mansion. The FDNY expects to operate some firehouses on a limited basis. Uh, about 100 fewer ambulances, ambulance tours per day. New York Governor Kathy Hochul said she will send state resources if needed. She said, quote, whatever they need, we're going to make sure that the people in the city are protected, but also the vaccination rates need to go up, unquote. Uh, while the deadline at 5 p.m. Friday, which again has already passed, vaccine sites will be open over the weekend for those looking to get the shot last minute. Enforcement starts on Monday. Okay, so really the the deadline itself is really not until Monday, whenever, you know, whenever their next shift starts, I guess, because that's when the enforcement begins. Um, Joe Friday in the chat says, do you guys know if you are a first responder in the state of New Hampshire that you can get college loan forgiveness? The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Did not know that. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, I think we should be doing, you know, especially through this pandemic, first responders have had to be on the front lines of this. And, uh, you know, I think uh, whatever we can do for them is great. Now, this is uh, something I have been wanting to get to for a couple of weeks and haven't. But, um, you know, we've got some, it's like I said to Tony D., Prior to this pandemic hitting, I did not realize just how many people I know, how many people are in New Hampshire politics, and of course, nationally, you see it across the country too, but uh, how many people are these uh, right-wing conspiracy theorists, lunatics, as I like to call them? Uh, This is from the Daily Beast, and this has been on many, reported on many news programs, but uh, this is where I found it today. I wanted to bring this up. There is a GOP lawmaker right here. In the state of New Hampshire, 
who is so anti-vax that he's pushing an insane claim that there are octopus-like creatures in the vaccine. Uh, New Hampshire uh, Governor Chris Sununu wants State Representative Ken Weiler stripped of his leadership position. He's in a leadership position in the Republican Party here in New Hampshire for continuing to push his absurd conspiracy theories on his colleagues. So it says here, and by the way, Chris Sununu was asked about this on CNN by, I think it was Aaron Burnett. So this is national news, and um, we need to do better, New Hampshire. We need to stop electing crazy people. Now, I understand that that's not going to happen, and yes, there is another certain state rep from the second largest city in the state whose name I won't mention, but again, we need to stop electing crazy people. I understand that we have the depending on whose count, by whose count, the third or fourth largest democratically elected legislative body in the world, because for those outside of New Hampshire, because we have a large audience online from other parts of the country, if you don't know, here in New Hampshire, we effectively have a citizen legislature, not a professionalized one. So in New Hampshire, we have, what is it, 400 about state legislators who um, they're paid $100 a year. So it's not something you do as a quote-unquote job uh, per se, but if you put the time into it, as many people do, you know, it, it can be a job. But um, but you can't, uh, you know, you, you can't possibly live on that. So the people that we elect to the state legislature are either people with full-time jobs who are doing this on top of that, or they're people who are retired uh, many of them are retired, which is why I've heard Bob Backus, who is a state legislature himself in his 80s, quip that the median age of the New Hampshire state legislature is deceased. Um, so we elect a lot of very old people um, and uh, or, you know, people who are wealthy and don't need a job who can serve. So we get some, uh, you know, John Hopwood calls it a clown college. And look, I personally know have known many state reps here in New Hampshire who I think are fine people and bright people. But there's also some lunatics. And when you have such a large legislature, and it is a citizen legislature, uh, these lunatics uh, are able to gain power. And here is an example. So New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, again, this is from the Daily Beast, called for a state lawmaker who's repeatedly pushed COVID-19 misinformation to be stripped from his leadership position after he blasted out an email to colleagues suggesting that the coronavirus vaccine contains, quote, a living organism with tentacles and darkens the eyes of newborns. Yeah, let that sink in. This is a person with power who gets to vote on stuff and hold a gavel. Um, quote, I have repeatedly expressed. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a uh, this is from the governor or, 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 or I should pronounce it correctly. Governor. I don't know why I'm saying governor. <laughs> Phonics, Matt, our governor, Chris Sununu, the one Republican I voted for in the 2020 election. And the way the Republican Party is going will probably be the last. But anyway, 
Uh, he said in a statement, quote, I've repeatedly expressed directly to Speaker Packard about the need to remove Representative Weiler from his position of leadership. Disseminating this misinformation clearly shows a detachment from reality and lack of judgment, unquote. It's a new news statement referring to absurd emails from the chair of the Finance Committee, which recently voted to table $27 million in federal vaccine aid for the state, came after Weiler blasted colleagues' inboxes with materials on Monday rife with COVID conspiracy theories, including a document entitled The Vaccine Death Report that claimed vaccine injections were murdering millions of people. The email from the legislator contained a 52-page, quote, report with disinformation on COVID-19, including claims that, quote, unknown octopus-like creatures are being injected into millions of children worldwide, unquote. By the way, there's more to this article, but before we continue, I do have a theory. I just want to toss this out there. You know, you got all the the yahoos who think that, um, you know, this is all a conspiracy and it's it's George Soros and Bill Gates are behind it and it's so that, you know, you get a microchip injected into you and then I guess so Bill Gates can track you and then George Soros can come to your home and kidnap you or whatever crazy stuff. So I assume this guy was sitting around thinking, um, I need to find a way to one-up everybody who's pushing the whole microchip deal. I need to come up with something even more insane sounding because... uh you know, this is what the anti-science wing of the Republican Party does, <laughs> apparently, right? <laughs> uh, the report also claims that five... Oh, here we go. This sounds familiar. The report also claims that 5G technology had somehow been inserted into the vaccine to control people's thoughts and called the Pope... And others, quote, at the top of the Roman Catholic Church, Satanists and Luciferians for backing public health measures. The report additionally made the wild suggestion that the babies of vaccinated parents in Mexico were transhuman, born with pitch black eyes and undergoing accelerated aging. The report states, quote, it's all one huge puppet theater where the majority of the people, even most of those who are complicit, haven't got the slightest clue what is going on and how everyone is being played, unquote. When asked about the report and calls for his removal, Weiler responded to the Daily Beast in an email, no comment. Representative Karen Umberger, Republican, the committee's vice chair, told the Daily Beast on Tuesday that she hadn't looked at the report. She declined to say whether or not Weiler should face repercussions, adding when asked about the cause for his removal, quote, I think that's the speaker's decision completely. Now there's more to this article, but I'll stop again and just comment as I like to do. This is part of the problem and why, like I said, Chris Sununu may be the last Republican I'll ever vote for. 
Um, while I realize there are good Republicans who are not completely insane and who believe in science and don't believe in conspiracy theories, I'm becoming increasingly concerned that they are the minority of the party. For example, polling data shows 60% of Republicans still think that Joe Biden stole the election, even though there is no evidence. And I'm sorry, but believing what the My Pillow guy tells you or what Rudy Giuliani says while rambling for 45 minutes in front of Four Seasons Landscaping and Lawn Care or whatever the hell it is, uh, that's not evidence. There is no evidence. There is none. You know how you know there's none? Because whatever these people say publicly, they do not repeat in court, which is why every single one of these cases gets tossed. Every single one. Every single one. Even by Republican-appointed judges. They all get tossed. Why? Because you can say these crazy things in public to a bunch of lemmings who are so deeply in love with their messiah, Donald John Trump, they'll believe whatever you tell them. But if you repeat those things in court, you're committing perjury, and then you end up in prison. So the modern Republican Party, quote-unquote modern Republican Party, is really frightening, in my view. And uh, Chris Sununu is actually, see, it'd be one thing, this is all my perception. Maybe I'm wrong. But my perception is that Chris Sununu is not the mainstream of the party. Our Republican governor, who takes COVID seriously and who believes in science and is pro-vaccine and all that, I don't think he's the mainstream anymore of the Republican Party. I think he's an outlier. There's a reason why the base of the Republican Party here in New Hampshire is so furious with him, and they call him a rhino, Republican in name only, because he is pro-science, because he takes COVID-19 seriously, because he wants people to be vaccinated, and because he has no time for nonsense like what this guy is pushing. Because, guys, our governor shouldn't have to issue statements about this guy, Weiler, saying that he wants him removed. Other Republicans in the Republican Party should already be taking care of that and putting pressure on the crazy guy to leave. Why don't they, without the governor having to speak up, why don't they say, hey, crazy guy, we don't want you in our party. You need to go. Why don't they do it? Well, there's either one of two reasons. Either they're just as crazy or almost as crazy as he is, or they realize that their party is so wedded to being the crazy party that they're afraid of angering the voters by standing up to the crazy guy. Either way. The, the, the Republican Party is, is just turned into something I don't reckon. It is crazy town. It is absolutely—I mean, look, there's always been an element of anti-science bias within the Republican Party. That's not something new. And there's always been—you know, I mean, we've seen over, I think, a couple of decades now this gradual, steady melding together— of conservatism and conspiracy theorism in the United States. Um, we saw a lot of it under Obama, all the crazy stuff they said about Obama, right? And Trump isn't, a, isn't uh, you know, the cause of any of that. He's a symptom of it. He's a symptom of it, right? The sickness. But, uh, but, you know, when you have, what does it say? I mean, I would just say to my Republican friends, at least the ones who still speak to me, what does it say about your party when you can have somebody this insane in your party and no one wants to stand up to him and say, 
you know, call out the crazy guy, no one will do it. Nothing's going to happen to this guy. You realize that, right? Nothing's going to happen to this guy. And he'll get to just go on saying crazy things. And, you know, aside from a few of his fellow Republicans, most of them aren't going to bat an eye. They're fine with it. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Did you see that big protest they had in New York City with all the firemen, the policemen, and uh, the civil workers? I, I don't understand what's wrong with these people. Now, you said that the Republican Party always been anti-science. Uh, That's not what uh, I said. I, I don't know about that. You, not... you may have a point. But but this is not has nothing to do with, with, with Republicans or Democrats. These people are civil service workers who are paid by the New York City, police, fire, whatever. What is the problem with these people? In other words, this is a disease uh, whatever it was, it was manufactured is killing people. I mean, you should see the people in India. They were dying like flies. Mm-hmm. I saw the video months ago. And what I'm saying is uh, 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 they said they have 70% uh, immunity or something like that, which doesn't make any sense to me. So, in other words, these people are not politicians. They're civil service workers, and they're protesting that it should be uh, – they shouldn't have to get the, the vaccine or forced to be the man. What is the, ins- I mean, the, the, can you see the insanity in this and why, why are these people being insane? Well, uh, Crazy Joe, this is, uh, despite all of our disagreements and all the things you say that I disagree with, something that we've always agreed on as far as I know, and I've even said, you know, yeah, I, I, I remember, uh, it seems uh, a long, so long ago now, but I do remember in one of your videos you saying that you had been vaccinated. And, right. you, and you spoke actually somewhat eloquently about how you felt it was important, not only for yourself, but to protect people around you. Uh, you've always been, as far as I know, pro-vaccine, and uh, and you take uh, COVID uh, seriously. And uh, so right. I, I I agree with uh, your uh, the sentiment that you're expressing. That's probably the most democratic thing I've ever done in your presence. It probably is. <laughs> It probably is. So there is. could be, I mean, in your eyes, there could be some hope for me. But the thing is, uh, I don't understand the mentality of these civil service workers. Can you define their mentality as to why they're being so resistant? I... Does it have to do with politics? I mean, you're, you're, I mean you're, you're, you're going crazy on the Republicans and everything like that, which is fine. But these are civil service workers. Why are they not doing the right thing? What, what, what is their agenda, if, if you know... I mean, that's why I'm asking a question. Do you yeah. know what their agenda is all about? Why are they so resistant? They Does pro- that have to do with politics? Probably. Or just personal choice? And why so many of them choosing a negative personal choice? What do you say, Matt? They uh, probably, a lot of it, for a lot of them, it probably is politics. A lot of them probably believe in uh, the conspiracy theories and, and buy into all the nonsense <laughs> and think they're going to get microchipped or whatever. So you think the civil service workers are getting involved in politics? Well, I mean, you know, everybody, almost everybody, I mean, very few people are entirely apolitical. Most people have some sort of, even if they're only slightly political, most people have some sort of a political bent. So if you're someone who is conservative, uh, you might be easily swayed by other, like, news sources. Well, Well, let me give you an example. So Fox News if you watch Fox News and if you watch Tucker Carlson's show, who is right. the highest-rated show on Fox News, if you're watching— yeah, I'm appalled by his behavior. 
Yeah, well, good. I'm glad. That's good uh, because Tucker, well, as you, it sounds like you're aware, Joe, Tucker every night on his show uh, spreads this anti-vax nonsense. You know, and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure some of these people, they're watching Tucker Carlson and they're like, yeah, yeah, he's right. These vaccines are bad. I'm not going near that. You know, and Laura Ingram and others. And, and there are some people on Fox, by the way, who are pro-vaccine as well. But the most watched, the most popular guy on Fox with the highest ratings is telling millions of people every night on his show, don't get vaccinated. Don't, don't even take COVID seriously. So, you know, that gets into these people's heads, you know. Yeah. Well, he's doing it disservice, and that's something I, you know, uh, disagree with vehemently, that this is a pandemic, this is a medical issue, and I did it also to be a good patriot of America, because I don't want to get sick, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to get other people sick, and, uh, uh, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Uh, Disbelieve my country? When my country says that there's a pandemic, when my country says that people are dying, when there's evidence of people dying, of all the dead people, and they, and they put it up. I mean, how can anybody not be affected by those numbers and those mm-hmm. pictures, and, and especially in India? When I saw those people dropping dead like flies in India, I mean, I mean gasping for air, I said, I'm doing the right thing here, you know? Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Good, right on. Good for you. Good for That's you, the Jeff. only thing we ever agree on. <laughs> <laughs> it may be, but, uh, hey, I've, I've always given you credit for that, though. I've always given you credit for that. Yeah, because you got to be a good patriot. I mean, I, I, you know, what am I supposed to do, not believe my country, mm-hmm. have these conspiracy theories? You know, uh, it's just nonsense. I, I, I you know, the, the, if the majority of my country says to do it, then you got to do it. And, uh, and, uh, and whatever happens, I leave it in God's will. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say, uh, I heard this rumor that anybody gets the vaccine, they're going to be dead in two years. I mean, is this proven? Is this science? I don't think so. No, no. That's just nonsense. Yeah. And this, uh, and this vaccine technology is not new. People say, oh, it's a new technology. It's really not. I mean, they've been working on this for 12, 13 years. They just finally had a reason to deploy it on a mass scale. And I've been reading books about, you know, and articles since I was a kid about how eventually it was going to happen. We were going to be due for a pandemic, for a global pandemic. It was inevitable. Right. And then it happened. And then it happened. And uh, just like the one in the 1900s, I mean, yeah. uh, and that was the flu that killed more people than COVID, right? Yeah, I don't know how the numbers. Uh, yeah, I think it did uh, kill more people than COVID, um, but I'm not positive on that. I'm not sure how the numbers match up, but uh, yeah, I mean, it seems to be about every hundred years. You know, it's it's inevitable, so we have to respond to it when it happens, and it's an it's an existential crisis, and it's not not anything to fool around with, and it's too bad that there's. Um, Millions of people in this country who are just very, very confused. And we live in the greatest country in the world with the greatest doctors, the greatest research scientists, the, you know, just the greatest of everything. This is why this country is a thoroughfare for everybody to come here, because everybody knows that America has a superior technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd like to think that we're still... You know, I mean, I do love my country. I, I worry that we're falling behind in a lot of ways, especially in, well, ed- in China. In ed- yeah, well, the biggest threat. Uh, I yes. hope you agree with that. I, do, uh, I, I know we don't agree on most things, but I no, think I China, don't. we better look over our shoulder. 
I worry more about them than Russia. I think Russia is friendly toward us compared to China. Yeah, I agree. Uh, China is now testing a hypersonic missile. That's not good news. I agree with you. I agree with you. And they're threatening uh, Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, they had a massive amount of airplanes uh, in their space. Uh, It was like a provocation. And, uh, you know, like they were getting ready to invade one of these days when they get the cojones to do so, I guess. And I hope uh, hope America, well, let me ask you this. Do you think America should be involved between Taiwan and China? I would really rather not get pulled into that, so I hope that doesn't happen. And I don't think that we've ever really clearly... I remember Bush, when uh, uh, W was president, he kind of slipped and made an error and publicly said that we would defend Taiwan if that ever uh, happened, whereas up to that point we had had a policy of strategic ambiguity, and then he went and said the quiet part out loud. But... um, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's a nightmare scenario. So I hope uh, I don't know what would be the right thing to do. To be honest with you, I really don't. I hope it. I hope it never happens. I hope we're never faced with that. That's a bad situation. I, I don't. I probably not. We probably should not allow ourselves to get pulled into that. But we need to continue. We need to continue. And then Taiwan would be taken over by China, and right. obviously wouldn't be our problem, right? I mean, not yeah. to be dragged into nuclear confrontation. Right. Well, that has to be avoided at all costs. So I think we need to avoid getting pulled in anything if China does pull the trigger on that. But I think we also need to continue to make China think that we might get involved. Because as long as they think that we might respond, uh, then hopefully they won't uh, Hopefully they won't do it. Right. It could, be, it could turn into another Cuban missile, missile crisis. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a nightmare scenario. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, anyway, it's getting time for you to close the store, but uh, yes. I just wanted to... Uh, I never saw you with such passion. You know, like, you were really you were really doing your thing there, man. I'm like, holy crap. I never saw Matt get into it like that. I'm a very passionate man. I'm Irish. I don't know what yeah. that really has to do with Well, it was story, great but... to see you that passionate, and, oh. uh, and I just uh, want to talk about the vaccine a little bit. Thank you for, you know, giving me that opportunity and, uh, you know... Uh, that's something I've always believed in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being a good patriot, you know, for mm-hmm. our country. And with that said, I wave a hand to you, okay? All right, Joe. Well, thank you for the call. Thanks. All right, you got it. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what just happened? <laughs> that was actually, that was pretty good. All right, that was crazy, Joe. Obviously, we disagree on many, many things. But, uh, you know, but I've always given him credit for that. Uh, back in, uh, you know, back before uh, before everything kind of blew up <laughs> in friendlier times, I remember he had posted a video talking about how he had gotten vaccinated and he felt that it was important to protect himself and his other and other people and, and it was important, uh, you know, for his country and it was uh, the patriotic thing to do and uh, you know I I agree with him on that absolutely. It's surprising in a way. Because he has said things in some of his videos that make me think that he himself is kind of prone to believing some conspiracy theories, you know, because I've heard him mention, you know, like the New World Order and stuff like that. Uh, but on on this, on COVID, on the pandemic, he's, um, as far as I've seen, he's been consistently on the correct side of that. And, and he even... Uh, 
you know, he even uh, took a swipe at Tucker Carlson, which I, I didn't expect, but uh, good for him. He's, he's right. It was a good call, Joe. Uh, let's see. Not everyone thinks so. Uh, Christian Lacoste is in the chat. Christian says, screw this dude. Tell Freddy Krueger to get off the phone. Uh, but, uh, but he also says, uh, DJ Reckless tonight at the 603 Bar and Grill. Absolutely. There you go. DJ Reckless. He did his, uh, on Thursdays now, he does the entertainment report and does a great job. Uh, Tom Blanchard is in the chat. Tom is a great example of someone who is a conservative, but is absolutely correct on COVID and takes the pandemic seriously. And, you know, I've seen Tom talk both um, in the chat room and in Facebook posts about his frustration with, you know, other conservatives that he knows who are anti-vaxxers. And and, uh, Tom even once, uh, I mean, this wasn't a private message, but I don't think he'll mind me sharing this. Tom even once messaged me on Facebook and asked me for advice on how to deal with this, these people. And I, I really didn't know what to tell him because um, I don't know how to deal with these people either. He's anti-vaxxers. But, uh, you know, but Tom says in the chat, I've been told more than once that they are comparing our country to Nazi Germany. Mm. Um, let's see. Charles Richardson in the chat says, uh, Facebook, the company is changing to Meta, but the apps will not change names. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, Charles. All right, we are just about out of time. Uh, Don't forget, tonight, 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here from WMNH, Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C., and I'm one of Paul's co-hosts on that show. So when we're here, Paul sits in the captain's chair, and I will be at the news desk, and uh, Dan Randlett is on the couch and DJ Steve is in the corner hanging out with giant cardboard, Peter Whitehead. So we look forward to that. We have a great time here on Friday nights. Also, uh, Charles Richardson of the Charles Richardson show, uh, they're on tonight online from seven to 9 PM and they have the costume contest. So I assume you can still, there's still time to enter that if you'd like to submit something. Uh, thank you again to Eric Pilcher for submitting this week's debut of uh, of the classic film review, which we're going to be doing every week. And um, he was inspired by Dirk Don of Arrogant Media, who does a uh, does a uh, weekly music review for us. And, uh, and thank you again uh, to Truth for sending us this great new track, Unexpected. Thank you to all of our callers today. And if you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, MattConnerton.com. And one more thing, don't forget, about our amazing sponsor, The Hopknot, in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. Delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. Uh, They've got their Halloween karaoke night tomorrow night, so be sure to check that out. We're very honored and privileged to have them as a sponsor. And don't forget, if you missed it, today's morning show, The Morning Show with Peter White, which is weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m., with a replay from 2 to 4 p.m. right before this show. Um, Be sure to, to check it out online, Gonzo's impression of me gonzo was matt connerton for halloween <laughs> and it was very well done and very funny i disagree with ron on that i think gonzo did a great job all right we gotta go we gotta roll i think we'll uh play this uh truth track again unexpected to play us out another great week of shows here thank you all so much